there's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Josh is camping with his boy this week, so you're going to get me today. That's right, you got old Jimmy. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, as the wheels on the bus go falling off, falling off, falling off. I don't, is that, I think that's how that song goes. There's a, something catchy about that. Uh, right now, the House Judiciary Committee, as uh, it was a House Oversight Committee, is doing uh, uh, doing uh, some uh, checking in on some stuff, and they're having some conversations with people. But let me give you a little bit of a taste of the Thursday news cycle. Today is the big day of news. If you want to know what's going on into the world today, make sure to get there Thursday, because everything that needs to be hidden is hidden, and everything that needs that that shouldn't be overexposed is overexposed. So this is kind of how this is, uh, or things that shouldn't be hidden are hidden, and things that are shouldn't be really talked about or overexposed because we have we're trying to hide the hidden things. I think I got that right the second time. I don't. Know. We'll check the we'll check the uh, the 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 uh, typewriter there and go. What you got? Read it back to me, court reporter. Um, here's a problem. Here's a problem for uh, Uncle Joey and uh, Aunt Hillary and all the others. And and guys, listen. If you think that Joe, if you think Joe is the only target here. Man, you are short-sighted. You are just, boy, right off the tip of your nose, not getting it here. Now, they released uh, yesterday, Mr. Comer and others, the Oversight Committee, they decided to read a, re- release uh, some text messages. And I, I can read it to you real quick. This is pretty plainly seen that this sounds like a child who has overspent his credit card limits and is looking for you know mom and dad or whoever to help him out. Now, this is a text message from 2018. Um, This says, I can work when I'm in New York City all day, every day for the next three months, but I cannot pay alimony without dad or tuition or food and gas. Really, it's all gone. I, I can go make it up in 15 to 20 days, I'm sure. But he's basically made it clear that he's not paying alimony because mom made clear that she won't do it. Haley won't allow me to be at the house or lead or lend me or pay me back any money. Ashley moves into mom's house after I told dad I would move in there. Now, I am reading this word for word. I am not skipping over things. I am not using broken English for a reason. This is Mr. Hunter Biden's text messages. And I understand in text messages... You know, it's we're not you know writing on we're not writing a doctoral thesis. I get it. We're not trying to be super accurate, uh, but at the same time, uh, this is an issue that you know. Anyway, this guy's a lawyer. Like, anyway, this is this is his text message. So, and it goes on to you know he's talking about mommy and daddy here, not going to pay his alimony. <laughs> Wait. I need you to make the payment to my ex-wife, mom, dad, and I get it. There's hard times. We all have them. And uh, I understand family is an amazing part of things, but this guy just kind of has a pattern here. 
So anyway, so he's Haley won't uh, allow me uh, to be at the house or lend me money or pay me back money. Uh, Ashley moved into mom's house after I told dad I would move in there. Uh, that night, I tell dad I want to properly stay. Oh, I want to probably stay in the area, and specifically, I want to live by you and teach my course at Penn and maybe develop another one. And then here comes, uh, this is James Biden. Now, that text message was to his uncle, James Biden, the guy who sold the head ump of the Major League Baseball organization a landlocked piece of land for $400,000, an acre of land across from Epstein's Island. Mr. James Biden has also gotten a multi-billion dollar reconstruction contract for Afghanistan and Iraq, and uh, we have yet to see any proof in the pudding that those ever existed those houses or projects. I'm not making this up, folks. This is wildly reported. ABC, CNN, they all reported on this. So it's not me just like, oh, I got a little gem here. This is all big stuff. So James Biden has been doing this and nobody's talking about him. But this is a text message between Hunter and James. Now, James, he wants to, he wants to go ahead and respond. This can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your dad alone, exclamation point, exclamation point. As um, we, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Let's talk about it. It makes perfect sense to me. This is a dif- this is difficult to fully vet without talking. Will you please call me on WA, which is probably WhatsApp, which, guys, by the way, if we've got all the texts from WhatsApp, too. So WhatsApp is not a secured end-to-end encryption, by the way. Anyway. Uh, we can develop a plan together. Uh, I can. Uh, it can work. I'm going to try to call you again. Please answer. I can and I will. Crisis with Carolyn. Same problem with P and New York Post. Dealing with it as we speak. She is okay. I think we have it under control. I will. Uh, I get back. I get back to you ASAP. Now I'm reading exactly how it was written. Now this was just three months prior to Uncle Joe. Saying I'm gonna run for the president of the United States. <laughs> this is gonna be the tipping uh, tipping point for a lot of things, folks. I do believe that this is out there. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. We also know that uh, James Biden said that Hunter Biden portrayed Chinese businessman associate Ying Jiming as a protege to Jinping, um, according to IRS memo. So now we have the problems with the IRS coming out. We've got, uh, you know, all this other stuff that just kind of drip, drip, dripping out, and it is coming soon, and I don't think they're going to get away with this. Now, here's another thing I came across. Oh, guys, this is just, I'm only, I'm only not even a few minutes into the show here, um, but this is a Special Agent Treasury Report, Exhibit 401, Department of uh, Treasury, Internal Revenue Service Criminal Investigation Memo. Of interview, and this was dated September 29th of 2022. This was just last fall. Uh, this went on from approximately 2:25 p.m. till 5:20 p.m. And the participants are James Biden, Paul Fishman, uh, uh, Gelsey uh, Berman, uh, David Hilby, Joseph Ziegler, Christine, Michelle, Leslie, Carl. And Mark. Now, these were all different people that were parts of the government and parts of the interview. But as I have started to read through this, 
it seems like there's a lot of uh, money money going back and forth and cool stuff like that so it's a really it's it's an interview it's actually this is them going through and asking them very specific questions from the internal revenue service and uh it just happened to have a few pages to it so more than one but this is what we're up against this is what we're up against is that people don't i i'm i'm reading this to you i didn't i didn't spin it off I go, oh yeah, and then and then he said, <laughs> paraphrase, 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 and then he said, making it up in my head as I go along. No, this is me just reading their own text messages. This is me just reading the documents from the Treasury Department. So I think this is gonna. This is I do believe this is the of the pop bottle, the little break in the seal there, that little sound that Joe is not the target. If you guys, and again, I'll say that like I said in the beginning of the show, if you think Joe is the target, you're looking right just at the end of your nose there. You got to look way out there in the distance and see your Aunt Hillary and Uncle Barry and all the others that are going to be fully involved in this whole thing. And I don't mean kind of, I mean all the way. I do believe the reason that a lot of the things are circling back around from Hillary, from Baraka, um, from the crime syndicate, even going back into Kissinger and other people like that in the bushes, is because it's necessary. I think we need to go back and really cleanse the palate of all the things that have gone on here, and it's really, really disturbing how much is out there. You know, when you think about like, oh, you know, hey, that one time, you know, he took a $100 bill, Right, you know, somebody can't, you know, palmed him a hundred bucks. This is not palming a hundred bucks, man. This is not getting a dinner paid for. This is unbelievable. This is what we actually understand to be, I don't know, what do you call it? syndication, syndicate, mafia, um, Rico. I mean, it, it's a it's a crime family. It's it's just different than we don't call it the mob boss. We don't call it the family. You know, none of that. And we're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're talking about just modern con artists. And I understand that con artist is actually a confident artist. It means it's confident man. And it means that you are confident in your lies and your ability to tell a story and you stand behind it. But the problem is, is this is all going to come apart. These con men that have been out there doing this, it's going to come apart. We're going to see it in real time. But too many times it's like, we get down in the dumps on things because we hear about things just like the the young lady who was, you know, she had her, her restaurant, you know, busted into her catering service. You know, again, this is a fatherless society. This is what you're seeing here. And when you have discernment in your heart because a father told you no or, hey, what are you doing? Hey, stop doing that. Get your finger out of your nose. You know, d- doing things like that. And, and hey, pull my finger. These are all part of things that makes dad makes dad an absolute essential part of raising good human beings. But when that father, that man is not there, this is what we get. And you're like, well, no, man, that's not true because these people all had daddies and mommies and this and that. I'm talking about the criminals that we see that are going out and creating crimes only because they can. That's what I'm talking about. We'll talk about a little bit of the family unit coming back here after this commercial break on WYSL. See you in a minute. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All 
right, welcome back to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Guys, if you have any questions or comments for me, uh, thejimpriceshow.com. If you guys want to go there to the website, or you can email me, jimprice at thejimpriceshow.com. That's the email, jimprice at thejimpriceshow.com. I try to make it pretty simple. I know it seems long, but these are small words like I like to use, and uh, bright colors and crayons, and I mean, I digress. Uh, that's uh, that's the thing going. It looks like they're doing a, a censure vote or a vote right now in the uh, uh, committee and oversight accountability uh, thing. So this is uh, this is kind of interesting to see that's going on. But moving on to the whole fatherless thing and the idea that our our country is suffering from this kind of dysfunction. And it's because we do have people out there. And I, guys, listen, I, I know it sounds like I'm saying, hey, it's the men who are not doing this. But I tell you, women, women who have fathers, uh, they, I, it's just a different breed of woman. A woman who were raised by a father, had a father in there. Not saying that women cannot be successful without having a father in their life. I didn't, it's, I get it. Okay, don't start doing that. Don't split hairs with me. What I'm talking about is the generalization of, you know, you see these girls like, you know, my daddy, he, you know, he loves me and I love him. And me and my daddy, we do, a, we go out on a fishing trip every September. You know, when you hear things like that, you know, there's, that's, that's a reverence. That's because there is a genuine value there and there is a res- mutual respect and those kind of things. And the father loves that daughter. And I love my daughters. Oh, I have three daughters and a son. And they mean the world to me. Um, not that I don't, you know, think they're a pain in the butt. Not that I don't, because that's what dads think, right? You know, you're like, oh, you know, your kids, you know, you got, well, you know, they're, I don't know what they're doing now. I just wish they'd get better at it. And, and you know, they're all successful. They all have a job. Uh, my my son runs a shop. Uh, my daughters, uh, they they all have degrees and and they're all working. So I have little to complain about, except I'll still, oh, you know, you got to comb your hair, you know, stuff like that. But that's what dads do. And that respect that we get from that father and that engagement from between a man and a, and a daughter and a man and their son creates a different human being. And I want to back this up with this here. We have a non-binary actor has a meltdown and starts crying about boys being excluded from girls' sports during a tense trans right debate uh, interview. So... This individual, uh, what I'm looking at him right now, the sad part of this is, is this person says he's non-binary, but he has longer hair like I have. He has a beard, but he is doing like spirit fingers, like he's using like this girl. Hey, okay, let me ask, just stop for a second. We're going to hold hold on that thought for a second. Okay, let's put this back. Ladies, ladies. I know you guys have phones in your hand right now. I know you guys got a phone nearby. I know you guys got something to communicate with another human being on this earth. But I really need to understand why you guys have let this happen where you're letting women and men wash away women, wash away femininity, wash away what a woman really is. It's actually an insult to the greater population of this earth to say that some dude that tapes his junk between his legs and goes into the girl's bathroom is a woman or identifies as a woman or is a non-birther or a birther, 
I mean, this is nothing but tearing you guys down. Men, we've been emasculated. We're we're told we can't stand up. We're told we can't do this. We're told we can't do that. We're we're told all these things. Oh, you don't raise your voice. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise a hand to somebody. Don't do this. Don't use hard words. Don't cuss. Don't do this. Oh, you know, oh, pay all the bills, but then pay alimony and pay child support. And, you know, I mean, guys, guys have already been beat down. We've been emasculated for decades now. The court systems is weaponized against men in the court system for custody of children, uh, child support. If you actually look at the child support worksheet for a man, what happens is, is there is a 30 percent factor given to women that they just get. They get a 30 percent bonus. So if they're, you know, so if for men, if you're making $100,000 and the woman's making $100,000, it will look as if she's making $70,000. And then she'll automatically get child support and spouse support because of that. That's a real thing. That's how this works. But I'm asking the women out there. I'm asking the women, you know, those of you that identify as a woman. No, I'm asking women. You're okay with dudes dressing in an exaggerated versions of what a woman should look like with really, really lambastic face makeup, hairdos, body accentuation stuff, dresses, sparkly stuff, all this other weird stuff, you guys are okay with men doing that and taking away what the value of a woman is. Because I don't see you guys in the street on this one. I don't see you guys in the street for the kids that are being trafficked. I don't see you guys in the in the streets uh, you know, for the women and men that are being trafficked globally. I don't see you guys in the streets where we're giving abortions globally with your tax dollars. I don't see you guys even standing up for yourself in the way that a man can be a man. The first year that Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner, decided to be a woman, I'm going to be a woman today. You guys, oh yeah, you guys gave him woman of the year. This guy, just all he did was shave his Adam's apple and you guys called him a woman and gave him woman of the year. Oh, I know. I know the magazine did it. I understand all that. Maybe it didn't come up in your annual meeting or your regional meeting where you guys vote on everything. But I have to ask, Carol's, what is the pain threshold for you? Are you just okay with this type of social abuse, where you guys are just washed and bleached out to nothing? You mean nothing. Manhood means nothing. Womanhood means nothing. Being a child means nothing. What? So nothing is nothing, right? Nothing is nothing. Nothing from nothing is nothing. Is that there a song like that? This is the world you're living in. And so what is the bridge too far? Your religion? Your your money? Your body? Your society? Your grandchildren? Your finances? When is it a trigger? What is your trigger? If it's not some dude wearing a you know, a fake bra thing, bustier, whatever, running around gyrating in front of little kids. If that isn't it, then what is it going to make you guys stand up and say enough is enough? Because I didn't see it during the Corona Mexican beer flu thing, that whole fart in the wind that was supposed to kill us all three years ago. Remember, I'm supposed to be dead. Let me let me point out to something to you guys. I quit being so hyper clean because of COVID. Oh, I used to bleach everything. I used to just, I was Mr. Clean. Not that I live in squalor now, but I definitely have backed off on where I use bleach and how I use it because I realize it's a harmful chemical to my body. But I'm asking you guys, if COVID wasn't enough, 
What was it? If the kids being trafficked isn't enough, if adult men and women being trafficked isn't enough, you living in financial slavery isn't enough, you having your religion hijacked by weirdos and guys that say that's okay to to do all this stuff with religion. Now there's no purgatory and Catholic and I guys, where is it? Someone please describe to me when it is that you guys absolutely burn the bra movement. I mean, a lot of women went out there and did that, got out there. And I, I don't have a problem with it. I think, we've, I think we've demonized the human body way too much. I think we have made things way too sensitive. And I think that's why it keeps us tribal. Because we're fighting about, you know, oh, put more clothes on. No, take your clothes off. Put more clothes on. Take your clothes off. Take more. Oh, abortion. No abortion. Abortion. No abortion. Oh, uh, baptism. No baptism. Catholics. Uh, guys, I'm just asking you simple questions here. When are you going to stand up? When are you going to say, I have to have my father in my life? I, and that man or woman, I don't care which gender you are, man or woman, there's only two of them. We're not going to fight about it. But where, why don't you demand for your father to be in your life, to know who your father is, to demand that that father's there to help you change the tire on the side of the road, to help you with that leaky faucet or help you give advice? Me and my son, we talk daily. My son lived in California, and he called me at least once or twice. At, I mean, I would say not a day, but not at every day, but every other day. And there were some days he did call me two and three times. And it, it, we just, he's like, hey, what do I do about a, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, hey, man, uh, don't go there. Go over here. Uh, if you get that, make sure you do this. And I was just giving him life experience answers because that's what fathers do. But you want to put this train back on the tracks. You want to make sense of all these things. Demand fathers back in the home. And a lot of this stuff where you say, see Hunter being a little baby because he can't pay his own alimony and all this other stuff, he's just a spoiled brat. His dad wasn't around. His dad was not riding the train back and forth every night to go home and discipline his children and make sure they tuck them in at night. That's not what was going on there. We know that. But the thing, what it shows is, is that when a man is actually present in a child's life, they don't act this way. We don't see the Hunter Biden. We don't see the, 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 the over-exaggeration of childness that goes into adulthood, where he won't let the woman who had his child name the child Biden. You know, they actually sued that woman so that they could not use the Biden name. I mean, how selfish and self-centered and ridiculous is that? But this is where we're at, right? This is what we do. We have a problem with that. So guys, understand that there's a lot going on, but there's some dude going around saying he's nine non-binary, a 36-year-old man, and talking about how he's upset that boys cannot compete against girls. I, that's, that's, this is proven fact that men are physically able to do things that women can't, especially when it comes to strength. Figure it out, boys and girls. All right, we have commercial break coming up at the bottom of the hour. Don't go anywhere. The Dark Delight Show will be right back here in just a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Now, uh, for all those people that are doing the angry email thing right now, remember, it's Jim Price at thejimpriceshow.com. So those guys that out there that are like, oh, there's more than 29 genders. <laughs> okay. Whatever, you're weird, I'm moving on, do your thing. 
There's uh, there's some news coming out of the Ukrainian war, and I don't know if uh, you guys are actually picking this up, and I've lost track of the article myself, but looks like the Ukrainian army is having a little bit of, um, what do we want to say, a staffing problem? Uh, I think that's what we'd want to say there. There's a staffing problem within the Ukrainian ranks, and what I mean by that is that they uh there's a they was a a message put out on a wall and it's basically what it was is it was a frequency on radio frequency for you to be able to signal and you would then be uh, escorted to the russian front to uh be able to leave the ukrainian army and uh, we're saying that we're saying not more than one or two but we're saying mm, somewhere in the thousands range have decided to go ahead and take this frequency and walk away. Uh, that they don't want to be, they don't want to be a part of whatever's going on. And yes, they are doing the same things that were happening during World War One when Russians and also the Germans during World War Two, when the Russians would go out. Uh, if you came back, they without you know without your division or your troops or your commander or whatever, if you came back without permission, they just shot you on sight. And uh, that was actually some of the things that were going on in that country and sad, sad state of affairs that this is how desperate they have become to say that they are going to shoot on site people that, quote unquote, are deserters. Now, I get you do not want people to be deserters, but if we are if this is a volunteer army and we're all volunteering, right, we're all get to do this on our own free will and accord, then why can't we just do that? Why can't we just let them go out there and fight because they want to fight? Now, I will give you this other thing. Me and Josh have talked about this. I even think we talked about this week on the show here. Is the... Um, oh, I just lost what I was going to tell you. Oh, the United States Army, uh, Marines, Navy, whatever, you, whatever division you want to classify this under, we do have our men on the ground. We do have our men on the ground. We are on the ground there. Now, they can say that we're there because we were just dropping off some missiles and we had to train them on how to use their stuff. It's kind of going back to the same idea of Afghanistan or Iraq or any of the other places that we have been in there trying to prop up the military to you know, do our bidding like they did in Afghanistan. Remember, Afghanistan, when we left there, there's two things I want you to remember about Afghanistan. You know, I know that we, a lot of people are very upset about that, but listen to me. There are two things that happened there. One, we had trained the Afghan army for decades, okay? Decades, not days, not weeks, not months. We've been in there for a minute or two, folks. We were giving them military-grade equipment. Why? Because we were using their financial resources to buy the equipment from us and pay us for the equipment that they were using. And don't make it don't feel bad that we, you know, that we were taking some money from them because we were putting trillions of dollars into the Middle East and we have got nothing in return. No return on investment. But the idea is we had turned all this equipment over. You know, we signed over ownership and said, hey, here's a tank. Uh, here's the registration. If you go ahead and file this with your local DMV and get the license plate changed over, that'd be great. Remember, get your insurance. I'm being facetious there. Well, we had done all this. We had done all this. We had armed them. We had built facilities. We had trained them in the American way, you know, and here's how you do it. Here's some red man to chew on. Ding! Uh, here's your, you know, Pepsi, Coca-Cola. 
and uh, here's a tank, an Abrams tank, and some M16s, and some, you know, some this and that. And the problem with that is, is when we left two days prior to the Chinese moving in to the second largest lithium mine on Earth, and listen to what I just said here, that's the other part of the story, two days, the two days after we left Afghanistan, the Chinese moved in and took over the second largest lithium mine on Earth. Who is the largest battery manufacturer on Earth? China. Who then brought in? Yeah, China. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. What happened was is that the the after we left, the Taliban, the local thugs, the local cartels, the local, you know, guys, the bad guys, walked in and told the Afghan army, "Hey, this is our stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, this is your stuff." And they just they did they, all they did was we moved out as an authority, and the Taliban moved in as authority. That's it. We're just they're, they're just a different boss. It's still the same equipment. It's still the same Afghan soldiers. They're just responding to a different leader than us. We turned it over to the Taliban. And that's what happens when you create a vacuum. Something else moves in its place. Well, there was uh, there was another uh, thing came out here. And I want you guys to, before we, uh, we, got, um, go, we go to our 45-minute ha- break here, San Francisco Mayor London Breed London Breed. Now, this is a uh, uh, this looks to be a female is uh, saying that she's now going to require the homeless to get drug testing to be able to receive services. Now, I get that there are people out there that take advantage of it in any situation. There's people who take advantage of churches, who take advantage of corporations, who take advantage of warranty, uh, who take advantage of everything. Right? That that's that's just the nature of the beast. I'm not saying that we don't, you know, fix it, but there are those that do that. But here's my problem with the idea of drug testing. First of all, my body is mine, right? Isn't that what they, the left always put, you know, oh, my body, my choice. Well, if I choose to put whatever things in my body, again, why is it, the, why is it the government's business? And I'm not I, I, I'm not siding on drug dealers or druggies or you know bad people's side here. I'm saying that when you want freedom, you have to have freedom for all. And those that want to destroy their own bodies by putting silicone injections in their lips or in their eyebrows or put Botox in their face or get facelifts or boobs or butt you know implants or even calf implants, all these other things you want to do, okay, that's your choice, right? And again, because a doctor prescribes, it doesn't make it better. It just means that you went through the process. But well, here's my here's where I'm going to create the punchline to this whole story, the whole idea of this whole thing. And like I said, freedom is for everybody. But here's my thing. If a public servant is telling me that she wants to test homeless people before they can receive services for drugs, well, you're armed first. Show me the needle and let's draw your blood first. Well, let's see you pee in a cup. And I'm going to watch you just like you make those state and federal and city employees watch people pee in cups. Well, we're going to watch you pee in a cup and humiliate you in the same exact way. And suddenly, suddenly, you're not going to be so willing. Not just because of the fact it's it's ultimately humiliating to have an, another human being stand there and stare at you because it's their job to watch fluid leave your body so they can test what's in your body. And again, my body, my choice. But my thing is, that's humiliating enough. But then again, what if you did take some Claritin D last night? Is it going to show up as meth? Well, yes, it is. 
Yeah, Claritin D that you get over the counter from a pharmacist because you have to put yourself on a federal list for purchasing a controlled substance, which is Claritin D. Remember Sudafed, Sudafedrin? Well, the 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 product that's in there is a controlled substance. So you're already on a federal list. But let's say you took a Claritin D last night and you're looking for your benefits because you need this or that or the other thing. Well, suddenly you're going to get denied because they went inside of your body. But let's say you ate some uh, some uh, some so a, a bagel this morning, and it happened to have some seeds on there. Well, you can actually test positive for opioids. Well, why is that? Well, because poppy seeds are in the same. It's it's that's what it is. It's a poppy. It's genetically the same. It processes the same through your body. And I know they've tried to tune these tests up, but the problem is, is most of people want the least costly test, which means it's got a broad spectrum on it, which means a lot of things are going to get scooped up in one test that may or may not be accurate. Or let's say you decided to have a to drink last night and the alcohol hasn't left your system because you have a slow metabolism. Well, they're going to find alcohol in there. They're going to deny you of that. I know I'm saying all these things, but here's the punchline. When that mayor, when that government official, when that governor, whenever they want to start submitting themselves to a weekly UA and a hair follicle test, I'll get behind you demanding it from the public. But until you guys are willing to go through the same processes, the same things we do, because you're taking our tax dollars, you're benefiting from state, city, county, state, and federal money, you're a beneficiary to government services, the government is paying you to be a public servant, then aren't you then liable for the same processes as somebody else who wants to receive services from the government? How do you how do you exclude yourself? How do you, can you say that you're above everybody else? Well, you're that way because you're a narcissist. You believe you're a selfish, self-centered, egotistical person. I was going to use something else there, and I can't. I don't know what the FAA, uh, FCC ruling is on that, but uh, person, and you can't. You don't just get to choose that. You don't get to just choose that everybody else does it because it's not rules for thee and not for me. You that, that's not how that works. I all political power is inherent in the people. All free governments are founded on their authority. So I am the authority of you, my public servant, which you have less constitutional rights because you have subjugated yourself to the public to be a public servant and at which point you are beholden to us and we want to see what you got going on are you on are you on different psychoactive drugs how many antidepressants or mood altering anxiety medications are you on did you know that your heart medication most of your cholesterol medications are mood altering drugs first Oh, yeah, they don't want to tell you that. They don't want to tell you about a lot of the heart medications that you're under actually causes a differential in your personality, causes you to react to situations differently, makes you not who you are. But then again, we can't have that, right? We can't have that conversation. And this is the sad part of it is, is that when we, when I want to hold them accountable, the first thing they're going to do is get all defensive all been out of shape. Oh, well, you can't do that. I I never do drugs. I'm so, I'm as clean as the driven snow. Mur, 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 mur. I don't care. 
honestly, again, if you want to test me, I'm testing you first. And then once you have passed the purity test, then you can then go and look at us and then see if we need to be held accountable. And then we will find out, we will make a a judgment whether we want to be held accountable. See, that's not your choice, public official. See, this is where we don't talk right. Well, when we get back from the commercial break here, we're going to talk more about how Black Lives Matter and others are still making money. Oh, yeah, it's a down recessionary uh, trend, but BLM's making money. I'll be back in a minute. All right, yeah, we're going to burn down the house. That's right. I mean, we're going to burn down the house, right? Why not? By the way, do you guys know that there was a huge uh, riot in uh, Philadelphia just a couple nights ago? Yeah, Philadelphia was burning down the house. By the way, uh, when we protest because we feel that someone was mistreated, we obviously go to the Apple store. Because, you know, all those phones that have IP addresses and serial numbers, they didn't know that you stole that from the Apple store. And so when you go to turn it on, they don't recognize that IP address. And how dumb is that? I mean, seriously, you're going to buy, you're going to go and steal a piece of electronics that Apple actually knows exactly where it's at at all given times and what the serial number was assigned to. And then it was sitting in a store and then you're going to go steal it and then go try to turn it on. That's the dumbest thing. Uh, that is stupidity in motion. Now, again, why is it that they need to go steal iPhones and clothes and purses and shoes and all that? Well, because the individual who pulled a knife on a cop was black. And the cop who had the knife pulled on him was white. And anyway, so the, the white cop shot the black guy who had a knife, and here we are. I am paraphrasing using very broad strokes. I, You guys know I have talked about them being policy officers, that I do not believe that every incident needs to be a uh, to-the-death capture. I think that's a problem within the identity of what we have. But let's talk about OBLM. Oh, Remember, BLM is Bureau of Land Management. That is why BLM, Black Lives Matter, was created. Those people who ran out and put their Black Lives Matter shirt on to say that this is about racism and about George Floyd, the guy who kidnapped a pregnant woman and threatened her to death and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's no, it wasn't about that. It was about covering up what the Bureau of Land Management has been doing out West. If you actually go in and you actually look up Bureau of Land Management and start looking at the articles and the reports coming out of different places in the West, you are going to be horrified. That's right. You're going to be horrified because there's been a lot, a lot of people who have been physically harmed, killed, and property confiscated, as well as livestock. I'm talking horses, cows, goats, everything else. So don't go in there and everybody understand, oh, a Bureau of Land Management, that's wrong, Jimmy. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. Bureau of Land Management is actually what the whole thing was initially And they had to get the light off of that. So they named the organization they created out of thin air, BLM. They did it purposely. You guys were useful idiots to run out there and like, oh, it's about black power. We're going to make the world a better place by burning down the Miracle Mile in Chicago. I don't think that's how that works, folks. It never has and it never will. Well, here's what happened. Uh, This is what happened this last year. And this ought to make you guys all proud. Uh, Corporate America promised to hire a lot more people of color, just like we have a woman of color in the White House 
but yet she's her dad is Haitian and her mom is Asian. But wait, I thought, uh, what? Oh no, no, wait, she's not even black at all. I don't know. You guys, you guys realize that she doesn't have African American descent. She's not from descending of Africa. Like I'm a European American. Remember, I'm a European American. No, I'm just a patriot. God and country first. Let's. All right, it got me honest. Yeah, stop. All right, stop. Going back. We go back to the article here. Corporate America promised to hire a lot more people of color. It actually did. The year after Black Lives Matter protests, the S&P 100 added 300,000 jobs. 94% went to people of color. Well, isn't that great? The United, uh, the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission requires companies with 100 or more employees to report their workforce uh, demographics every year. Bloomberg obtained uh, from 2020 2021 uh, data for 88 of the 100 companies on the S&P and calculated overall U.S. job growth at those firms. In total, they increased their workforce by 300, 323,000 uh, people in 2021, the first year after the Black Lives Matters protest. And the overall dro- uh, job growth included 20,000 white workers. Now, again, this is how they divide us. If you're hiring uh, because a person went to a certain school, you hired them because they were in a certain fraternity, you hired them because of their mommy or daddy parts, you hired them because of the color of their skin, you are a bigot. That's that. This is reverse racism. Purposely going out of your way to make sure you only hire people that have a certain checkbox makes you exactly what they said they were protesting against. And they are taking benefit of you doing exactly what they were protesting against. Think about this. This is the biggest reverse (laughs) screw that you've ever seen. This is not good. If you are hiring people only because of a checkbox qualification or not hiring them because of a checkbox qualification, you are a racist. You are the one, you are the thing that they said they are protesting against that should make everything better. But you created more of it by putting people in boxes. Just like we had colleges go around and said, oh, we're doing black only dorms because we don't want white people in there. What kind of reverse racism? What? Did you just actually fall for segregation again? Did you actually run to it and say, this is our sanctuary? Seriously, folks, be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you get your your crocodile tears going for. The sad part of this is, is this has happened across our country, but we don't have to fall for it. Why? Because we're smarter than that. We have discernment in our heart. We talk about these things out loud. We normalize the conversation, and then we don't have to feel this way. We don't have to have this conversation. When we hire someone because of their ability, we find that the world is a better place. I don't hire airplane pilots to run jackhammers because I don't think a guy who knows how to land an airplane has the same skills as a guy who's been running a jackhammer. Jackhammering is actually a skill. If you think jackhammering is as easy as pulling a lever, then you've never ran one, and that shows you that you don't have the skill to run one. I spent almost four decades of my life, including my childhood, which you can add another, you know, obviously another couple of decades there. But I worked in this industry my entire life. I know these things. 
I've also got a pilot's license, and I can tell you the skills that you develop for piloting is not the same one you do for running a skid steer or running a rubber tire backhoe or a track hoe. And those are different things. And people that are in the construction industry know what a rubber tire backhoe is and what a track hoe is. But see, again, we don't, this is, you got to hire people for what they can do. Not because of there's a checkbox that gives you virtue signaling that you've hired enough of this or that, which really just makes you a useful idiot. We are promoting stupidity. We're promoting the wrong among us. We don't know what leadership looks like anymore. Look at the leaders that you supposedly have around you. Are these leaders? Why is it Trump has such a positive view in the public eye as well as a negative view? Because those people in the negative view of him don't like him because he is a leader. He wants to accomplish things. He wants to get the deal done. He does. He doesn't want to sit around and quabble and blah, 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 blah. No, let's do it. What do you want? Here's what I want. Can we do it? Done. That's what leadership looks like. Does it make everybody happy? No, but it moves the ball forward. It gets things going. And that's the problem with what we have in society today is we don't understand what real leadership looks like. We don't understand what real labor looks like. We don't understand what real accomplish looks like because everybody gets a participation ribbon and, oh, it's okay. I was there, so I get a bonus too. No, you did nothing. You weren't a part of it. And the sad thing is, is that too many people are getting bonuses only because of the color of their skin or what's between their legs or what they do in their bedroom. And I tell people constantly, that's what they got us fighting over. And we don't have to fall for that. We can be better. We can be the light. And remember, the light, that little flicker, that little match is, the, is, is so bright in the darkest of times. But you have to figure out what your light is, figure out what your strength is, and then go out there and make you amazing. If anything you've ever heard from me, ever all the things you hear about me, I talk about all the time, I want you to be the best you can be. Remember, guys, hold the line, hold fast, do not give up, you got in, we will win, I promise. I don't make promises I can't keep, guys, you've always been the answer out there. Remember, the government is limited by the Constitution, not you. Thank you so much, guys, and I'm going to be off tomorrow, so is Josh, and we'll be back here on Monday at Dark Delight. See you guys Monday. Bye-bye.